Cruise Radio is brought to you by InsureMyTrip.com. Travel insurance done right from the people who know travel insurance. Find out more at InsureMyTrip.com. Broadcasting from the InsureMyTrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. If this is your first time listening, well, thank you so much for being here. And if you've been here before, well, welcome back, my friend. On this show, we'll talk about the whole Ebola scare last week uh, on a cruise ship out in the Gulf of Mexico. We'll answer a listener question about Cuba and cruising. But first, as always, Stuart Shearer on The Cruise Guy. What's up, Stuart? Hey, Doug. Doing great yourself? Good, man. So after we recorded last week, uh, the Carnival Magic wasn't allowed into Cozumel after all because of that hospital worker who ha- who handled, uh, what was it, a vial of Ebola or a blood sample of someone who had it they weren't sure They're yeah not sure if she touched it the you know the, the the sample or not but uh you know it is it is what it is so yes they were denied uh, arrival into cozumel uh the passengers were provided with a 200 dollars ship or credit and 50 percent off of future cruise which i thought was overkill above and beyond the carnival wanted to put their uh best foot forward well, that's good to hear, but are we getting any kind of feedback from the countries that ships are going to over there in the Gulf on those islands? Well, let's say Belize, in its infinite wisdom, uh, wanted to inspect all of the passports of all of the passengers on board the ship mm. to ensure that no one there has visited, within the last 30 days, any Western African country. And Carnival Royal Caribbean both said, uh, well, you know, you're certainly entitled to do that. Uh, we'll have to find uh, another port to visit because that is just going to be way too time-consuming. Yeah. (laughs) So it was announced this week that a 102-year-old bar, uh, a historic bar in Miami, is going to be featured on the upcoming Norwegian Escape. Does this bar have any historical value down there in your area, Stuart? It it does. It's uh, it's Tobacco Road, and it was actually the, you know, it, it got the first liquor license in the city of Miami 102 years ago. And it's where a lot of a lot of bands have played, uh, you know, over the years. They've gotten their start there. Uh, so there's a lot of history to it. So it's it's great that you know, with Norwegian Escape homeporting in Miami, that it's another way that uh, NCL is trying to you know get some of the local flavor. Um, but the good thing is that Tobacco Road is actually going to uh, reopen in a different location uh, sometime in 2015. But, uh, you know, it's nice to see, you know, NCL embracing something, uh, you know, historical, you know, here in Miami, that uh, it's, it's a, it was a fun place to go. And, uh, you know, I have some friends who have, uh, are putting their, 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 uh, putting their bands back together to play one last time uh, before Tobacco Road uh, closes this weekend. Wow. Was it in the same location for 102 years? It has been. Wow. 19, yeah, it was like 1912 is when it opened. Yeah. I bet that bar has some good stories. Yeah. <laughs> so they, uh, they've seen they've had some good bands in there. I mean, I know you know you've seen some good rock and roll bands that have been in there uh, before they really became well known. Very cool. Uh, so Bermuda, they got hammered by a strong Category Three hurricane last weekend. Uh, what's the status over there? And are cruise ships being displaced temporarily because of any kind of damage? The good thing is that the storm did pass right over them, and you know which includes the eye. So the storm wasn't as bad. Um, when the storm actually struck, it was down to a, a Category Two. There were, you know, no, no one lost their lives. They didn't have any injuries, major injuries. And, uh, you know, the, the port and everything, uh, you know, they're just picking up uh, limbs and, and brush and 
a couple of ships have canceled uh, sailings, but uh, others are resuming. In fact, uh, I believe one of the uh, uh, you know ships uh, were there just yesterday. So uh, everything in Bermuda should be back to normal. Royal Caribbean's Quantum of the Seas is getting closer to its big inaugural. Uh, anything new during her second round of sea trials? Well, the second round of sea trials, which uh, you know took place uh, departing from Bremerhaven in Germany, uh, was the first time that the uh, North Star was installed mm-hmm. uh, on board. So you know they 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 had it. They did sea trials uh, out of Emshaven in the Netherlands before the North Star. Then, of course, they put the North Star on. They needed to see how it rode. And uh, from everything I heard, it uh, did swimmingly well. Cool. Uh, people were very happy with it. And uh, so now the ship is uh, in dry dock in, uh, in Hamburg, Germany, uh, doing some final modifications. And delivery is due on Monday, October 27th. And speaking of Royal Caribbean, Royal Caribbean Cruises Limited had their earnings call recently. How are things faring over in their camp? Well, let's say uh, they're doing very well. Okay. Uh, they're, um, you know, they were up 31% year over year on uh, their net revenues. Their future bookings for 2015, they used the word robust. And uh, the current uh, orders, uh, the current bookings are ahead of the uh, same time last year in both volume and price. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're very excited about that, and it's a very good outlook. And uh, they did further that uh, the Ebola virus has had no impact. Uh, on uh, cruise bookings, people are not concerned, which is very good news. God, we should have bought that Royal Caribbean stock like four years ago, man. God, <laughs> yeah, it, what, it closed at sixty-two bucks today. Yeah, well, <laughs> but remember they were down in the fifties. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, good stuff there. Well, we have a listener question for you, Stuart. Uh, we'll get to that at the end of the show. You got it. This is Cruise Radio. How many times have you said? That'll never happen to us. Vacations are a big investment with both time and money, and they should be protected. For over a decade, InsureMyTrip.com has been the online travel insurance leader, offering the best plans from the most trusted providers. Our licensed and award-winning customer service team makes sure you have the right coverage for your travel. To find out why over 98% of travelers would recommend InsureMyTrip, visit InsureMyTrip.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. You're listening to Cruise Radio, part of the iHeartRadio Talk Network. Our next guest on the show is the editor-in-chief of Vacation Agent Magazine. She's also the cruise beat writer for TravelPulse.com, Teresa Norton-Massick. Hi, Teresa. Hello, Doug. Always happy to have you on, but not happy to talk about this next subject because uh, last week, Ebola, uh, I don't want to say Ebola outbreak, but Ebola scare on a, on a cruise ship out there in the Gulf. So go ahead and recap that story of last week. Well, basically, a, a lab supervisor from that hospital in Dallas where the Ebola patient died um, earlier this month, um, she works in the lab, but she left work, went on her vacation, got on a carnival, the Carnival Magic, and sailed off into the Gulf of Mexico on a Western Caribbean itinerary. Well, 
after she boarded the ship, the CDC decided it wanted to monitor everybody who even had the slightest possibility of having come in contact with the patient. And she did not, but she worked in the lab and they, they were thinking she may have uh, come in contact with some of his, la- his lab specimens. Hmm. So the CDC cracked down and began, wanted to monitor these people. And it was after two of the nurses from the hospital came down with Ebola. Anyway, they discovered this woman was already on the cruise ship. The CDC notified Carnival. Carnival and the lab supervisor decided to isolate herself and her spouse in her stateroom. And that's what happened. The whole time, she never had Ebola. She was monitoring herself. She never got a raised temperature. She never had diarrhea or um, nausea or throwing up or anything. But she remained in the cabin um, just to prevent other passengers from from freaking out. Yeah, that's good she did that. But, uh, you know, on top of what you're saying, didn't the cruise ship miss Belize and Cozumel because those cruise ports were like, yeah, we don't want you here? Well, what happened is um, the ship did go to Belize. And at that that point, they decided they were going to take this healthcare worker off the ship and fly her back home. Belize let the ship come in and they let everybody get off. They did not give clearance to that health care worker, though. Uh, okay. So they did not let her into the country. Then when the ship headed to Cozumel, the Mexican authorities did not clear the ship. So it was essentially turned away from Mexico. So this cruise passenger could have handled a lab specimen of Ebola. She goes on a vacation. But uh, when she decided to take this cruise, was there this 19 or 21-day isolation period, or did this happen after she already boarded the cruise? Well, it really um, went into effect after she boarded the ship. Okay. Because so, you remember one of those nurses flew on an airplane right. also after that. There were no restrictions on these people. Okay. Um, she had never felt sick. Um, we still, I don't think, know for sure if she did handle any of his lab specimens or not. After those two nurses came down with Ebola, and they supposedly were using the protective clothing and everything, following the protocols when dealing with this patient, but two nurses still came down with it. Hmm. So I think at that point they decided we need to be a little more careful. Let's keep a closer eye on anybody who possibly came in contact with this patient or handled because it's only passed through bodily fluids and that type sure. of thing. So if someone's in the lab, I suppose there's a chance they could have had contact with it, although those people are used to dealing with those kind of things all the time. So have the cruise lines changed their health screening policy or questionnaires since this scare? Yes, this whole thing resulted in stricter screening. You know, Doug, you've been on a, many cruises, um, but generally they ask you as it is, they give you a health questionnaire when you board. Um, mainly to prevent an outbreak of norovirus, Mm -hmm. which is more contagious than Ebola. But now they've added a few more questions to the health questionnaires to ask if, first of all, you've been to those three Western African nations where, you know, Ebola is still rampant, and that's Guinea, Liberia, and Sierra Leone. Secondly, the questionnaire now asks if you have come in contact with a person who is suspected to have Ebola, or if you knew someone who did come from one of those countries and you had contact with them. So they're they're being more strict on what they ask you. Of course, these questionnaires rely on the person to answer honestly. So, and that's always been something I wondered about personally when it comes to just Noro. So with that said, are the cruise lines seeing any impact from this whole Ebola scare? You know, I'm sure there are some people who got really scared off by it. But for the most part, it looks like people are reacting um, calmly to the whole thing. 
you know, the Carnival Magic, um, when it came back into Galveston and, and the passenger, the lab worker disembarked and, you know, subsequently shows no symptoms or anything in a, in a blood test proves she did not have Ebola. At any rate, the ship turned around that day and went sailing out with another three or 4,000 people. I asked Carnival the question and they said they only had a handful of cancellations on that cruise. They did sanitize the ship, even though it was not required by the public health authorities or anyone. But um, I'm sure they did it just to sort of ease any lingering fears people might have. Also, I have to tell you, um, I was on the conference call with Royal Caribbean Cruises Limited on Thursday morning, and Richard Fain, the chairman and CEO of the company, said it looks like any hysteria has died down before it really took hold. He, He said they're seeing a very, very small impact from people being concerned over Ebola. So it looks like the whole thing is dying down before it really, really got bad. So You were mentioning that health screening questionnaire, and it, it all depends on honesty. But if someone is honest and they said, yeah, we were in uh, one of these countries in Africa, will the cruise lines turn them away and refuse boarding? Yes, they pretty much say they will deny boarding to anyone who came from those three countries. Hmm. So if, if they just... You know, if they haven't been to those countries, but they do report some health symptoms, you know, the um, nausea, the high fever, diarrhea, those kind of things, they say they're going to give them um, a more in-depth health screening. And what happens at that point, you know, um, if, if they'll reschedule the cruise for another time or simply turn them away, that would be determined as it has been in the past. The organization that speaks on behalf of the cruise lines is called CLIA. What do they have to say? CLIA was working with public health authorities, including the CDC, to come up with the new protocols of how to deal with this. So it was in consultation with the CDC that they came up with these new screening questions um, for the health questionnaire. And you know, Teresa, this is just another great reminder to always get travel insurance. Yes, and make sure it includes the things you want to be um, covered for. You know, it's one thing to have lost baggage and trip cancellation, but if you get sick... You know, make sure that the the insurance will cover the the cost of your trip if you have to miss it. Very good. Well, if you want to check out this article, you can go to cruiseradio.net, and we'll link to Teresa's article on travelpulse.com. We've been talking with Teresa Norton-Massick, editor-in-chief of Vacation Agent Magazine, and also the cruise beat writer for travelpulse.com. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you, Doug. Have a question for the experts, or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. This listener question is from John on Facebook. I want to ask a question, and I can't seem to get a straight answer from different sites on the net. When sailing from New Orleans to Montego Bay, Jamaica, is it possible to see Cuba? The reason I ask is because back in 08, we were on Carnival Conquest from Galveston and overheard some people saying they seen the lights of Cuba at night. Was that true? And the answer is absolutely yes. Um, you know, cruising, let's say, when you're doing those Western Caribbean uh, sailings, like if you're going from, you know, Labadee or, or you know, some, some of those sailings that start to head west, uh, I mean, it's absolutely, I mean, that is what you see on the uh, right side of the ship. You do see Cuba. Um, you know, we, you know, we've cruised and we were able to see Guantanamo Bay. So uh, the answer is on those Western Caribbean sailings, uh, you do circle uh, Cuba. So, uh, you know, it's yeah, more than likely, if you know, depending on your location, the answer is yes, you did see Cuba. Very good. And as always, if you have a question for Stuart, just email comments at cruiseradio.net. Stuart Chira on the Cruise Guy, found at cruiseguy.com. Thank you, man. Hey, my pleasure. 
All righty, that'll do it for this episode of Cruise Radio. Thank you so much for being here and making us a part of your day. We couldn't be here without you. If you're around iTunes and you want to give us a review, we sure would appreciate that. Just search Cruise Radio on iTunes. If you want to hear this show, don't forget we're on iHeartRadio and also our brand new player on our homepage at cruiseradio.net. From the InsureMyTrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Doug Parker, and this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by AlaskaCruises.travel. Looking for the best deal on an Alaska cruise? Look no further than AlaskaCruises.travel, where you can shop and compare itineraries, read reviews, watch videos, and more. Visit AlaskaCruises.travel today. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the InsureMyTrip.com studios. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.